I've loved working out from home for so long, even before it was cool, and I'm sharing everything I think it takes to be awesome at working out from home. I'm talking about what online programs I think are best, how to make it a priority and actually make it happen, what equipment I'm obsessed with, how to work out without any equipment, how to get yourself motivated when you don't feel like doing it, what I listen to while I work out to keep it interesting, and all the reasons I love working out at home so much more than going out to the gym or to take classes. I think this podcast episode will have you seeing at-home workouts in a whole new way. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Welcome back to the podcast. I am excited you are here with me today. And this topic is a fun one. Why I love working out at home. I love working out from home and I know so many people hate it and it's so hard to get used to. So I've put together a podcast today that I hope if you're one of those people that dreads it, will completely change your mind. So first up, why I love working out at home. First, it saves you time, right? The driving to and from and the scheduling of the gym or the classes, for me, it's such a time saver. So no matter where I would go, by the time you get in the car and get out of the car, I mean, you're looking at 15 minutes each way, which is 30 minutes more of an actual workout that I could get. So first thing, right out of the gate, I love that it saves me time. Also, it's so much cheaper. Now, of course, if you're going to build some sort of home gym, there will be an upfront cost to that. But I just love not having the monthly fees associated with a gym or a class. I have a little bit of a fee because of the equipment that I have that I'll get into, but it's so much less than any class, actual class would be. So all in all, I feel like it just, it's so much less expensive to work out at home. And I like that I can do the convenience of it. Of course, I can do it whenever it makes sense and whenever it works. When I used to do classes, it's difficult with little kids and waking up on time to make the class and, you know, the penalties, if you don't make it would always stress me out and all that kind of stuff. So it just saves me time because I'm not doing all the scheduling. Now, I still have a schedule for sure, because if I didn't, it would never happen or it would rarely happen. But I'm talking about like the scheduling and using the apps and, you know, if this class is full, well, adjusting my schedule around when I could make a class, whereas this way you can do it whenever you want. It's just easier to make it happen if you're not trying to navigate around class times or around, you know, whatever else, having a babysitter for your kids or making sure a class is at the specific time, whatever it is, it's just so much easier at home. I also love it for alone time. Now, I love. I know that people love the gym for the socialness of it and interacting and seeing friends, which I totally get. For me, I'm around so many people all the time, sometimes friends or people that I work with or business meetings or lots of little kids. So I'm around people, I'm never alone. I'm around people all the time. So for me, 
I love it for total alone time. Sometimes I work out in quiet, like literally just quiet with my thoughts. The majority of the time, I love working out while watching something that I learn or listening to something learning. So I'll watch a TED Talk or I will listen to an audiobook that I've been wanting to read, but I'll do the audio version or something like that. Or maybe there's a topic that I'm really interested in that I'm researching at the time. So maybe every day that week, I'll research and I'll listen to something else about whatever topic is really interesting to me at that time. So I use my workout time to listen to that stuff or interesting podcasts. Sometimes it's just entertaining and fun and other times it's informative and educational. So whatever I'm in the mood for. Then other times I just listen to loud music. Whatever music is like uplifting and gets me going and makes me move faster and sweat, sometimes I'll just do that. So I think that that's one of the things that really makes it nice. When I used to go to Orange Theory, so before before I got pregnant with my third little one, Parker, I was doing two workout classes a day, five days a week, and then I was doing one class the other days. I was doing no day off. And, you know, some days I would be a little bit more mellow. I wouldn't give 110%, but I was at, like, my max fitness that I had ever been at. I would do Orange Theory every day, seven days a week, the first class that they had, so 5 a.m. weekdays and 6 a.m. on the weekends. Then right after that, there were a couple other studios close by, like a Pilates studio and a trampoline bounce studio. And I would go to a second class on, you know, more days than not right afterwards. And I loved it. I loved being that active and I loved, you know, muscle confusion and doing different things. Some would argue that that would, that that was probably too much on the body and too much strain because I know there is such a thing as, you know, over-exercising if you're not, you know, an athlete or training to be type thing. So I was really at my max and I was loving classes, but again, it was expensive and I had to base my schedule around those, those classes. And I had to make sure that my husband was home so he could, you know, be at the house for the sleeping kids if he was out of town or something like that, it wouldn't work. So I can see why people love it. And I have loved both ways, but in general, I think it can be much easier for most people to make it happen more often if their plan includes working out at home. And you know, sometimes you just don't feel like being around people. I want like a messy bun. I want no makeup. I just want to, you know, throw on whatever workout clothes, feel cozy and just start jamming and not worry about all the things like, you know, what friends I'm going to run into or whatever. I'm just laser focused on what I need to get done and feeling good, sweating, moving my body, getting stronger, all that type of stuff. And I think what you listen to, the music or the TED Talks or the audiobooks or the podcasts really helps you be excited to do it because it's not like, because of course it becomes routine. It's like, here we go again. It feels like Groundhog's Day. But if you decide the night before what you're going to listen to, it will first save you so much time. So you don't get down to wherever or wherever for the longest time before we've had a gym. For years, I worked out on my bedroom floor quietly so it didn't wake up my husband or downstairs in the living room like you really can make it happen anywhere you just have to be creative with it um and I would wear headphones at that time but now recently within the last year we built a gym downstairs so it really makes it so nice so I plan out what I'm going to listen to the night before that way I'm not fumbling around you know still half asleep to figure it out or if I haven't figured it out I'll just play one of my favorite podcasts and just you know my podcast um, series, whatever I had a script subscription to and just let it, let it ride. 
but I never let myself get into social media or replying to emails or taking a long time to figure out something to watch or listen to because the 10 minutes turns to 20 turns to 30 and before you know it half my workout's gone so either plan ahead or just do it on the fly but try not to let that make you too delayed I also always get dressed like I'm going to the gym so I'm not wearing like you know the sweats I slept in or whatever I get dressed it just makes you feel good like the same way that I always, you know, pull myself together and shower and get ready to some degree, even if I'm staying home all day, because it just makes me feel good. And it makes me feel like I'm ready for this. Like I got this. My internal confidence is just there. Same thing with getting dressed like you're going to the gym. Put on all the right things. You feel good. You work harder. You have the proper shoes on, the proper clothes to do what you need to do. And I feel like it just makes you more in the mindset talking about the mindset. I think the motivation is often the hardest part of this. And for me, it comes down to this. You just got to decide and then commit and then make a plan that will work most days and stick to it. I think this is really the hardest hurdle, but I think it can be so easy. You just have to tell yourself, you have to really make that decision. It has to be on your must list. Tony Robbins, man, maybe like 10 years ago, said something and I will never forget it. One of his talks, I saw it on YouTube and he was like, we always get our musts, but we don't always get our shoulds. You know, the things you're like, I should work out. But if it's not on your must list, if you haven't, you know, committed to it and decided and make it happen, it might not. It likely won't because it's on your should list, but it's not on your must list. So whatever your motivation is, and I suggest it be a positive motivation, not like, lose 15 pounds. Now, while that is a positive motivation, it's not that exciting at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. when we're trying to get out of bed to do it. It's like, I am going to be my strongest, happiest, most confident self. And this is why I'm doing it. I'm going to commit. I'm going to decide and I'm going to do it. So for the motivation part of it, I just think that's all it is, is you have to take the daily decision out of the equation. Like, I don't wake up and think, hmm, am I going to work out today? The decision's already been made. It's just a matter of my everything's laid out right by the bed, put it on, and go. I've made the decision, and I've made it easy to make it happen. So whenever you are going to make it happen, I know that it's hard for a lot of people to do it early in the morning, especially if you have an early job or if you have kids that wake up early, especially little kids. That can be a struggle. So whenever you do fit it in, whenever, whatever your plan is, Make a plan and make a plan to do it every day. So I plan to work out every single day of the week. That way, if things go sideways one or two days or like something, you know, I wake up late or one of the kids isn't feeling well or whatever, that becomes my rest day rather than actually planning a rest day. So I plan to work out seven days a week. And then if something happens and I can't, then that becomes my rest day. And I love this because you know, say you're like, okay, I'm going to take the weekends off. So say you're not going to work out Saturday, Sunday, but then maybe you wake up late one day and then one of your kids isn't feeling well another day. Well, now you've gotten three days out of the week, which is still great. But if you're looking to exercise daily and they call it daily exercise because it's best to really move your body in some way, most days, now you're not working out more days than you are working out. So I love to plan to do it every single day. That way, if things go sideways, that's okay. That becomes my rest day. I think the best thing you can do is do it first thing in the morning for a few reasons. 
It's before everyone else is awake. It's before things can go sideways in your day because most people aren't awake. And it just gets it out of the way. You have the most energy first thing in the morning for most people. The thing that you have to do, though, to make it work, if you want to wake up at 5 a.m., 5.30, 6 a.m. to work out, you have to go to bed early for this to work. Man, I've tried to hack this all sorts of ways, trying to run several businesses at times and manage my three kids on my own on the daily. It is tough stuff. And so often I need to stay up really late to complete projects. And for me, if I really want to do that early morning workout, it just doesn't work. Because listen, sleep and hydration are just as important as the workout itself. Your body repairs itself while you're sleeping. So you can't do the thing. And listen, I've learned the hard way over the last several years. And I wish someone would have told me this even five years ago. You can't like shortchange yourself on sleep to get the workout in. Because your body's not able to rest and repair like it needs to to really have the benefits of the workout anyway. So if you can, and I know a lot of times it sounds easier in practice than it is in theory, but I'm telling you, I have put so much on my plate and I just have so much on my plate with, you know, normal life. Like we all do, it's difficult to make the time, but just do it. I just do it. I commit and I wake up early and I do it first thing in the morning most days. If I miss the morning for whatever reason, then I will either do a modified version, so I'll just do a 20-minute session of whatever I feel like, or I'll get it in later in the day. So depending on what your life is like, whether that's in the middle of the day or the end of the day, but if it's some, if it's the type of thing where I feel like I could sneak it in even a half hour another part of the day, I'll totally do it. That's just another way to commit in your mind that I'm going to make it happen even though it didn't happen at my ideal time. Maybe you have a backup time that it could happen. Another thing, if I miss my morning workout and I'm like, man, there's no way I'm getting this thing in, I'll do a little something right before, like kind of in the evening time. So after dinner, winding down, I'll do, you know, 15 minutes of arms right next to my bed while I'm watching TV. So rather than just kind of laying in bed, decompressing from the, from the day, watching something or whatever, I'll do like 10 to 15 minutes of arms. And you'd be surprised if you do whatever weight is kind of like a medium weight for you, that can totally be enough. And then I'll shower off and hop in jammies and then I feel like I've gotten a little bit of a workout in. So that's one way that I sneak it in. And for some reason, I usually, if I do something like that at the end of the day, just because after eating and just my body being tired, arms usually feels the best than something else. So, and then I'll just do, then the next day, I'm like, okay, cool. Arms are checked off the list. And the next day I'll do something else that's not arms, you know? So it all balances out. You don't always have to work on your problem areas or the areas you want to focus on the most at every single workout. All right, next, the online programs, the fitness programs that I love. There are three of them that I absolutely love. Obey Fitness, Beachbody On Demand, and Tracy Anderson. Now, they are all so good and different in their own ways, and I love them so much for different reasons. So, Obey Fitness, which I feel like has really become popular within the last six months or so, has all different types of classes online. And I don't want to quote all the pricing on this because I know it can change from time to time and with specials, but in general, I feel like they're all pretty reasonable for the monthly fee and definitely less than most gyms or classes or programs. So with Obey Fitness, they have all sorts of things. I mean, everything from as mellow as meditation, 
and yoga. They have yoga sculpt. And then all the way up to HIIT classes, like high interval intensity training classes. And they have sculpt classes where you use three pound weights type thing. And then they have more like defined classes where you would use like a five to eight pound weights. And then they have their power classes where you would use something more like 10, 12, 15 pound weights. So it's really everything in between. I love working out with weights. For me, I do about 75% weights and 25% cardio. That's just kind of the, that's just kind of what I have decided feels right for my body. And I usually do medium weights in general, just because I don't want to injure myself. I've injured my knees and elbows and ankles before. So for me, I like doing a medium type weight and I love some sort of sculpting work or weight training. So I do 75% sculpt work and weight training, and then I do 25% cardio. I think this is different for each person and what you feel like that day. Like I'll be on a kick where I love running on the treadmill. So I'll do that for 20 minutes to start my workout every day. Then I'll have weeks where that doesn't sound appealing or that doesn't feel like what my body needs or whatever it is. And so I'll change it up. That's the ratio that I think makes most people look the best and feel the strongest, you know, just toning wise. I think that weights are really important for that strength. And again, I don't think it always has to be heavy weights. I love the sculpting work that Tracy Anderson does. So Tracy Anderson has a New York studio and she does weekly classes. So you get um, a couple different classes every Wednesday. So it's a beginner's class, um, an intermediate class, and an advanced class. And even though I can do the advanced stuff, I like the intermediate one because I find that I can, I just like it better. The advanced one kind of has some some crazier moves. I have some kind of stomach muscle issues from having three babies and three C-sections. So a lot of it I have to modify because it's so advanced. So I like the intermediate one because I feel like it's just right in the middle. And even though I like really hard workouts, I like the intermediate one and I just push it a little bit, you know, I'll go deeper in whatever move there is, or I'll do it a little bit longer, whatever I feel like would intensify it a little bit. Tracy Anderson really, really works on sculpting the muscles and she talks about bringing the skin to the muscle and tightening everything like a dancer's body. So she's using light weights and light ankle weights and doing all sorts of moves. And it's amazing how each week she can come up with different moves that keep it interesting every week. No week is the same. It always is a little bit different. There's a little bit of jumping around and um, a lot of weight work in really unique ways. Standing and on the mat, she starts with arms and sometimes some abs and then goes into the leg work. And I think it's really good. Now, those classes for me do seem long. They're like an hour class and it seems like a full hour, man, but it's good. And I love it for muscle confusion and working those tiny muscles and really strengthening the smaller muscles in the body and bringing the muscle to the bone and just pulling it all together. I feel like Tracy Anderson nails it. For Beach Body On Demand, this is the one that I've done for the longest. And I just love that there's so much variety in here. Everything from all the P90X series. So P90X 1, 2, and 3. I love T25. They have yoga series. They have all different things that you could want to do. 
So I think this one's really great. If you're looking to do programs with heavy weights, this is the one I would recommend out of the three of them because they really have some, you know, weightlifting type programs. They just have every type of fitness program that you could want and everything that Beachbody has ever come out with. You know, 10 years ago, we would all order DVDs of these P90X videos. They're all on there. So if there's an older one that you love, you can kind of go back and do it. I love this because they have really great cardio videos, but I feel like they're like toning cardio. So like the T25 classes, it's, it's a lot of jumping around and no weights for a lot of them, but it's like you're sore afterwards. You know, it's different for me than just doing an elliptical machine or something like that. It's, it's like toning cardio to me. So I love Beachbody for the variety of it. And they have a lot of good stuff for using heavy weights, which a lot of other online classes uh, don't have as much of. And it's cool because you just have so many years and years of access, the whole Beachbody, you know, historical library. So those are the three that I love. And I kind of go, I'll usually do two, have two going at a time. So I'll have a subscription to two out of the three and I'll just kind of switch it up to keep it interesting. But I love all three and I think that they're so great and they really provide a lot of value and they make it so easy for you to make it happen. And it just takes the guesswork out of it. When I mentioned on Instagram that I was going to do this podcast episode, a lot of people asked me about YouTube videos. And here's my thing with YouTube videos or Instagram story videos or Instagram TV videos is I think you can really find so much great content on there and ideas for different exercises and different moves to target different areas. But I like actual consistent classes, right? Like I want a class. I want to get in there. I want to know that I'm committing to this amount of time and it helps me not waste time. I'm not figuring things out on my own. I don't know. So there aren't any YouTube videos that I would specifically recommend, which is what people kind of ask because I like a class. I like a class that gives me all of it rather than trying to piece together my own certain moves and constantly think of new moves and count and count my reps and all that stuff. I just love to follow along in the classes. I think for me, I work out harder. I take less breaks and I like to follow along even if even if I'm modifying, like a lot of times I'll, you know, my ankle will kind of be sore or my knees. So I'll have to modify, you know, a fourth of the workout, but I'm still keeping up with their pace and I'm still doing everything, starting when they start and taking a quick water sip when they do and things like that. So I love actual classes with those three programs that I mentioned more than other alternatives. On to equipment. So if you are going to invest in any big pieces of equipment, I absolutely love the Peloton treadmill. We have the treadmill and the bike. My husband got the bike. I got the treadmill. I am not a bike person. For me, it's just not comfy. It's just like, it's probably the only type of fitness that I just don't enjoy. It's just not comfortable to me. So I don't use the bike, but I love the treadmill. And there are so many cool classes on the treadmill, on the Peloton treadmill. They have come out with all sorts of classes. They have classes that you do behind the treadmill. So it'll be a little bit of running or jogging or jogging at an incline, and then you hop back off the entire treadmill and you'll do arms or legs or whatever the video is. And they have so much more variety than they used to. Everything from yoga to quick stuff to abs to targeting specific areas to doing full body. So, I mean, besides being such a great high quality treadmill, it's so much fun to work to run on. And even if I don't feel like running, I'll just do it at an incline, like I'm, you know, walking up a crazy hill. And I love that. 
And I just feel like it's such a, a soft treadmill to run on in the way that it's, you know, really forgiving for my knees and ankles, especially since I work out a lot. It's not as hard on my body as other treadmills. So with the classes and with the quality of the equipment itself, I think that hands down, that is for sure the best investment you can make if you're going to do a piece of equipment. Now, of course, a lot of people love, you know, full on squat bars and all that type of stuff. I like to keep my my gym uh, more streamlined and the Peloton is it for me. That is like my go-to. In addition to that, I'm pretty basic. I have a trampoline, which I love. It's a great way to get a good sweat on. And for this, there are a ton of videos on the programs that I mentioned. I know that Obey Fitness has done some, or you can find other trampoline videos. If you're in Orange County, Bounce Society is a really great place to go and get used to doing trampoline classes, or I know they do some online stuff too. Um, But I love a trampoline. It's inexpensive, and it doesn't take up a lot of space. And on days when you want to just get moving, it's just a different way and, and fun to do and fun to do to music. I also have all sizes of weights. So everything from three pounds all the way up to, I mean, what's my, what's my, I mean, I think I have a 50 pound kettlebell for doing some leg work. So I have all sizes of weights and everything that I've pretty much gotten either, you know, at at a local store or on Amazon. I have a weight rack to hold it all. And then I ankle weights. You've probably heard I love my ankle weights. I love doing everything with ankle weights on. Um, So I think a good set of ankle weights, which I will link, is key for at-home fitness. Because even if you're doing mellow stuff, putting on ankle weights just naturally takes it to the next level. So ankle weights are essential. Another tip when working out at home is you have to avoid distractions. Now, this can be the hardest because sometimes it's not not your own self distracting yourself. It's someone else distracting yourself. But first, let's talk about how to stay focused and not get distracted yourself. I think the hardest part about not going to an actual class is you can get distracted. So again, if you can do it when everyone is busy, I think that's ideal. So first, if you can do it before everyone wakes up, that's great. Or if not, if you have young kids, how about do it when they're napping? Or maybe they could even have, you know, some chill TV time while you do it. It can be very hard and very frustrating with kids running around. I'm telling you the worst. I can't tell you how many times it's taken me two and a half hours to get a one hour workout in. And it's so frustrating. So if you can try to limit the distractions, that's key. And once you've figured out how to do that for yourself, I really think you should stay off social media, texting, emailing, all that stuff. Commit to it, whatever amount of time you're doing. Just commit and tell yourself you're going to unplug, focus on what you're doing, get stronger, feel good, allow this to be your time, and don't let yourself get distracted. Because I'm telling you, before you know it, that 10 minutes becomes 40 minutes and you only have you know 15 minutes left before you have to hop in the shower. So make it uh, an intentional decision to avoid distractions. Another question I got on Instagram is, what do you do when you don't feel like doing it? And here's what I think. You do it anyway. In all caps, you do it anyway. Listen, your best each day is going to be different each day, right? So you have to do it. Just change it up somehow. Do something that sounds good. Maybe most of it sounds dreadful, but do whatever sounds good. Play something that sounds fun or change it up. And maybe you watch a show that you like or something else that would just be interesting to you to help the time go by. So maybe this is not the day where we're 
you know, doing a podcast where we're learning something and we're doing a TED talk. Maybe this is one of the days when we put on, you know, one of our favorite shows and we just, you know, zone out, get in our groove, get our workout going and just zone out on one of our favorite shows to make the time go faster. But I'm telling you, you have to push through it even when you don't want to, because it tells your own self that you are actually really committed to it. I learned this one the hard way because I would kind of give myself excuses or give myself a pass. Well, one of the kids woke up. And then when I thought about it, I was like, yeah, but they woke up at like 1130 at night. They didn't wake up at 3 a.m. and I wasn't up half the night. That's not an excuse. Come on, let's get up and do it. And like I said, it doesn't have to be an hour and a half every day. It could just be 20 minutes or whatever you have time for. And if you're not into it, I'm telling you, the best thing you can do is just do it. Every single time you will prove to yourself that you are committed and this is important and this is a priority. Keep in mind that your best each day is going to be a little bit different, but you just have to do it. Okay, so people ask me a few of my go-to exercises and I kind of mentioned it through all the things. I love doing the online classes. I love the Peloton treadmill and You know, if I'm just getting a quick workout in, or maybe I get outside to change it up, or maybe I have to do it outside. Sometimes I've done it outside during one of my kids' speech classes or, you know, something else. When I was working more in the office, if I was wearing kind of, you know, workout clothes, I'd do it when everyone else was at lunch. I'd run outside and do it. So if I'm doing something like that, not doing a class or not using equipment, you totally can, again, definitely have ankle weights. Ankle weights are inexpensive. There's no excuse not to have those. And they're so good. Pop those on and you could do step ups on a bench. Or if you're on a mat, you could do leg lifts with your ankle weights on. I love doing alternating lunges. So sometimes I do full lunges like step forward or step back lunges. And other times I'll just kind of step back and do pulse lunges like 30 on each side and keep alternating until (laughs) until I can do no more. Um, and again, I sneak in some exercises when I can, if I've missed them. So I'll sneak in 10 minutes of arms before bed, which I love because it just helps kind of keep your arms toned. And even if you've had an exhausting day, I feel like arms, you can usually pull together. And again, for some reason, after I eat all day, the last thing I could do would be like some, you know, high intensity cardio type thing. So you could sneak in something like that. I love if you're just doing some free weights on your own at home or outside, um, doing bicep curls and overhead presses, all the traditional like old school exercises just to strengthen your arms and your back. And same things with legs, squats and lunges, um, holding weights or with ankle weights on or both, I think are really good go-to things. A lot of times I'll pop in my weights in my car if I'm wearing exercise clothes, and I think I could get it in. You know, sometimes you'll have a little window of time in between things in your day. So sometimes I'll get outside and I'll just do my 40 minutes outside. So I'll throw, you know, just two 10 pound weights in and my ankle weights in the car and, you know, running shoes if I don't already have them on. And then I'll get it, I'll get it in somehow in the day. Just thinking outside the box to make it happen, I think is key. But like I said, those are more of my backup plans. I really plan to work out in the morning before everyone wakes up from home is my jam. But my point in saying it is, listen, we all know days go sideways. Life isn't perfect. If you miss it in the morning, that doesn't mean you have to completely, you know, give it a rest 
for the whole day. But listen, unless you need to, unless your body is telling you, I'm done, I'm worn down, or you feel like you're getting sick or something like that, or you have an injury, I'm telling you, that's when you rest so you don't make yourself make yourself sicker or injure yourself more. So those are really the times that my body's telling me enough, I, I need a break, I'll take it, or with injury or with sickness, I will always take that break because I've learned so many times the hard way that pushing yourself is not the answer. And most likely you will be out of exercise longer by pushing yourself when your body is telling you that you shouldn't. But I'm telling you, man, the best thing you can do is get a setup that's comfortable. It doesn't need to be fancy. It doesn't need to be anything specific. Get your workout clothes on that make you feel good. Decide when you're going to do it. Decide how you're going to do it. Decide all that stuff ahead of time. Like by the time you are going to do it, there's no decision to be made. Your clothes are laid out. You're going. You are executing on it. By making those decisions ahead of time, it just removes all the barrier. You're not trying to figure it out and waste half your time when you finally have those precious minutes to get your workout in at home. I'm telling you, working out at home is the jam. For me, I love the freedom of it. I love the time. I love that I can control the music and what I'm listening to. That's another thing with classes is sometimes I would go and the instructor liked the opposite. I mean, I really like most types of music, but like the opposite type of music that I would have put on that day. And then, you know, you're on their program, which is fine, but it's so much better if you can play your playlist however loud you want to or listen to whatever you want and not have to have headphones in or if it's a class like Orange Theory, you can't even have headphones in. So for me, I love not only working out my body, but in some way enriching my mind or just entertaining my mind. I just make a decision. I make it happen just about every day because I schedule it in. And it's easier to get in a quick session if you're short on time, if you're doing it at home and not having to go anywhere. I work out for health and to sweat and to feel good and to live a long time. And everything I talk about in this podcast is all going towards those goals. So as we know, there just aren't any shortcuts to that. You have to show up and put in the work, but you can make it fun too by doing it in a way that is exciting to you and you are doing the things that you like to do. It's all about moving in some way every day and sweating. So if a brisk walk maybe is what you're doing now, but it's not getting you sweating, I'd say you're ready for more, you know? I think we should really push ourselves at this time and all the time. We have so much access to so many things that we really didn't so many years ago. I remember 10 years ago, five years ago even, I would have like, you know, DVDs or different different things that I would always have to kind of manipulate to try to get courses on my TV or, or on my computer at home. And now it makes it just so easy and it's so easy to do whatever workouts you feel like are fun for you and will give you the best benefit for your own body. I hope this inspires you to make the decision to work out at home and love it and make it a way of life. So it's not a debate in your mind each morning. The decision has already been made. You just need to wake up and execute on it. Thank you for listening, my friends. Now let's wake up early tomorrow and work out from home. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. 
For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.